0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
1: Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray.
0: And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyle this year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He checked himself. Looking him dirt. back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami.
2: All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, we are going to dive into some rumors because uh, anyone that listens to this podcast knows that there's nothing we love more than rumors. Um, Whether they're true or not, it doesn't matter to us. We just love rumors. Uh, But Dylan, we have a lot of them to talk about. Uh, It is that time of year, as we have sort of been telling people for weeks, uh, this was the rumor season um, with a Z in there somewhere because <laughs> uh, that's sort of how crazy it is at this point and uh, I'd say we have quite a few uh, to discuss uh, here on this episode.
1: Yeah, if, if- uh, rumor season with szn was a more popular search term mm-hmm. i'm sure that's what we would actually title this podcast but no excited you know we only have a few weeks really till free agency and it's only about a month away now and a lot of things to get into um obviously the draft combine coming up so even more news it's kind of been a dead period but there's been no shortage of rumors uh we were talking before the podcast you were saying that everyone seems like they have some sort of source or some anonymous scout one of my favorite ones we'll talk about uh, at the end of our at the end of this podcast is about joe burrow i think another team the afc north is trying to uh kind of jedi mind trick the bengals into not taking joe burrow but yeah uh, a lot of things just uh, out there not actual football but it's still a good time uh going over all these rumors and thinking about all the different possibilities that could happen leading up to next season
2: well, one thing we do know is that Greg Olson has a new team. He is uh, signed with the Seahawks and so that is one uh, you know significant name off the board in terms of uh, you know who's gonna be playing mm-hmm. where next season, but otherwise uh, we have chaos uh, if you listen to the rumor mill. and so uh, we jump right into that because there are so many and I think right now, Dylan, it's sort of, um, it centers around several different players here, and I guess we could start with Stefan Diggs. Um, he has been sort of the, the hot topic in NFL, you know, whatever at this point. I mean, just everyone's been talking about Uh, It's all started with him, you know, removing his Vikings-related content that he had on his Instagram because that's just where we are now. Think about that. (laughs) Like, that is free agency is when a guy removes or free agency or rumors, all that. Like, it's all about, you know, you read into their tweets, you read into their Instagram. Like, that's where we're at at this point. It's very fascinating to me. But, um, you know, in following up on that, you know, there are reports out there I know Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. You know he talked about the odds of a trade, not great, uh, because you you look at the contract situation, all of that. Um, it seems like that's unlikely, but. I guess at this point, you know, we, we've said that about other players, too, before that have been traded. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, we have to at least go with this for now and just assume that, you know, Stefan Diggs being unhappy, I think, is not really anything new uh, based on, you know, how, how this whole thing has played out. But where it goes from here, I guess, you know, our guess is as good as anyone else's. Yeah, we
1: haven't heard any. Of the Vikings strictly say he's not on the trade block, which is, I guess, something to take note of. And even when guys are, uh, you know, reportedly off the the block, things could change quickly if some team offered the right package. Uh, yeah, Tom Pelissero talking about how the Vikings, you know, still feel they're really competitive, have a lot of other good pieces in place, and uh, with Diggs under team control that long, it just doesn't make as much sense to move him. But if they got the right trade package, you know, it, it's something that the Vikings, I think, a team that has cultivated a, a great job, you know, just uh, developing players and how they've put in guys uh, from the draft and built up from the bottom up. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they got the right package um, in a deal to, to move digs. Who would offer that? I know people have uh, mentioned the Patriots and the Eagles. Those are two teams that... Definitely need help at the receiver position. The Patriots maybe a bit more urgency as they're trying to keep Tom Brady. We'll get to that, I'm sure, shortly. But uh, overall, I yeah, I, I see what Pelicero is saying in terms of it being unlikely for a deal. Diggs, uh, I can understand his frustration. I was reading some stats uh, about last season on Twitter beforehand and how you know he only had one game. This past year, uh, past season with 10 plus targets. That was the game where you had 167 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, went off. There's a reason for that, but nonetheless, I can understand where Diggs is coming from with his ability, his production. He's had some kind of crypt- cryptic tweets, uh, saying, you know, like life's too short and all these other little things that changed the. Uh, in addition, like you're saying, it's just the age of social media now. In addition to removing his Vikings related content, he changed his you know, his uh, profile picture or whatever on each thing. It's just gotten to the point where what's analyzed is more uh, (laughs) actions that aren't really the things that are being said. But nonetheless, yeah, well, uh, Diggs is definitely a name that's going to probably stay on the rumor mill moving forward now after all this.
2: I'd love to be a free agent or sports recruit or someone because the fun I would have on social media, like I (sighs) I would probably use it very similar to how Tom Brady's used it in terms of just – putting out the most ridiculous stuff to make people think all of these different things um my cryptic tweet game would be i mean it would be pretty good i think and so uh, i would love to be in that spot but unfortunately uh i'm not but that's okay because i'm doing a podcast with you and uh we're okay with that but uh yes stefan diggs uh, lots of sort of you know drama surrounding that right now who knows what happens before we get to Tom Brady, two other quarterbacks that have been talked about a lot here recently um, certainly start with Cam Newton who uh, we've we've kind of looked at this and we've talked about it before. I don't think it's too surprising that ultimately Cam Newton looks like he's probably going to be playing elsewhere next season. Uh, Ian Rappaport of the, the NFL Network, he talked about you know the possibility of a trade and that the, the Panthers would certainly probably try to pursue that depending on his health. Uh, once he's able to, you know he has to go through the physical and all that stuff. When he gets back on the field, he's cleared to do everything. Um, it seems like a trade seems probably likely at this point. And then with Andy Dalton, who we've talked about before, and no surprise really to to know that the Bengals are going to try to work with him you know, on a deal, which which Ian Rappaport talked about as well. And he did mention, and as you've noted in our show notes, uh, it's a huge if if Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, but he could be someone – that is on New England's radar, again, not knowing anything else other than just that right there, (laughs) not knowing what is going to be around him, not knowing what other moves the Patriots could make. Um, That's just a team that you could connect to. And I think at this point, it's safe to say we're going to connect the Patriots with literally every other, you know, it's just, that's (laughs) how it works. It seems like we've done this for years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and we laughingly sort of did it, I guess, you know, at the time wasn't that funny. It's maybe still not funny, but with the whole Antonio Brown thing, You know, we were laughing about. Well, certainly, you know, they're probably the team's going to get him. Sure enough, that happened. Um, But it just seems like if this, you know, you're going to connect the Patriots with any player that has some type of value, and so I'm not surprised with that. But ultimately, it seems like the chances higher than not. We're going to see Cam Newton and Andy Dalton in different uniforms.
1: Yeah, for Cam Newton, I. You know, for the Panthers, I understand it to a certain extent. We talked about how after this season it would be much easier to trade him. We talked about this leading up to the season. You know, the biggest question for Carolina was his health, and sure enough, was off the field for the vast majority of the year. So here we are now, and uh, with, yeah, Matt Rule under uh, in place, it looks like he's going to be dealt where to. Again, it's just every team's going to be rumored that's out there looking for a quarterback there for all the talk of you know th- this being one of the times where there's just so many QBs in the NFL that are able to get the job done it still feels like there's a lot of teams searching for new guys here and there's going to be a pretty huge market some of the guys we're going to talk to that are actually free agents not with teams like Cam uh, will contribute to that market price I, I'm sure for Cam if he is actually healthy he'll be a pretty uh, uh, solid sum that Carolina is going to be searching for. So that's something to keep in mind in terms of them moving them. I don't think they're going to really settle for – uh, so a package like maybe the Bengals might be more interested in some more mid-tier picks or second, third round. Pro- honestly, not second rounder. I would be I'd be pretty surprised if the Patriots can even get or the Bengals can even get that for Andy Dalton, just given all the other guys that could just be signed off uh, in free agency. It's probably going to be a deeper uh, round pick, and that's kind of where it slides into the Patriots. They're a team that really does prioritize the draft picks so well and it really finds value. And I don't think they're going to give away something that they think is not going to be a fair trade for them. Uh, and yeah, Rappaport made it clear that the Pats were identified as a fit for Andy Dalton by other you know, scouts and executives in the league, not necessarily anything from the Patriots themselves uh, <laughs> stating that they had interest in Andy Dalton. And yeah, obviously the big caveat of whether Brady leaves kind of leads into our next uh, topic here as we talk about what Tom Brady is going to do.
2: Well, we speaking of sources, um, man, the Tom Brady sources list has grown (laughs) to just exponential levels at this point, uh, because I'm pretty sure we're about to go through four different ones, and (laughs) those are all going to involve multiple sources, I'm sure, for each of these people, so... When you add it all together, uh, quite a few sources are out there right now on Tom Brady, which uh, my guess is uh, that's a very small number of people that know what Tom Brady's going to do at this point. Uh, And and I don't know that anyone with sources uh, probably has a a for sure answer to that. But we will start with number one, and that is uh, Mike Reese, VSPN. Uh, he talked about that there had been no movement yet uh, between Tom Brady and the Patriots in terms of a new contract. Uh, I don't know that that's a surprising development, given that uh, the the whole, you know, the whole guess was that he was going to, you know, sort of put out there and say, hey, you know, let's see what happens with other teams, and then we'll we'll circle back around to the Patriots and all that. Um, another report from Tom Curran, uh He talked about, uh, you know. <laughs> 10 teams expected to uh, have interest in in signing Tom Brady. Uh, That's, I mean, you know, double digit teams wanting to sign a guy who's, you know, the one of the best quarterbacks of all time, if not the best quarterback of all time. Uh, There's, there's something, I guess, um, I could see certainly more than 10 being wanting to sign Tom Brady. (laughs) I I think, you maybe, I don't know, 25 could, could maybe be a good number uh, depending on, you know, how, how teams look at it, but uh, that's another one, Scott Zolak. Of course, uh, he is a former NFL player. Uh, he his one was that he was told not to fall asleep. That was the quote on Tom Brady going to the Giants. Um, so there's another team to add to the mix. And then uh, Larry Fitzgerald Senior uh, talked about the Raiders being ready to offer Tom Brady sixty million uh, on for a two year deal. So. Somewhere in there, the truth lies. <laughs> so, I don't know where that is, um, but like I said, at this point, my guess is unless uh, you're a team that has Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, although I've seen, you know, we've seen the rumors on Aaron Rodgers out there, which I just I don't even know how to respond to some of this stuff. Um, you know, everyone has an interest in Tom Brady. There, there are very few teams I think that will look up and say, you know what. We just don't care about Tom Brady. We're, we don't want a guy that's going to come in and help us sell tickets, a guy who's won so many Super Bowls. Uh, we have no interest. There, There is no interest in him at all. So, again, the truth is in there somewhere. I think Tom Brady is the only one that knows what he's doing right now. I don't think he even knows the answer to that yet. Uh, so for everyone making assumptions and rumors, uh, let's just remember, they are assumptions and rumors. And the 10 teams, like I said, it could be 15 teams. It could be 25 teams. <laughs> Who knows, but uh, Tom Brady is probably going to be playing somewhere next year, and I don't think anyone has a clue where it's going to be right now. The betting favorite, the most likely scenario, is probably going to be the Patriots, but that is just us putting two and two together and assuming that's going to happen. There's no guarantee that it will.
1: Yeah, the noise from other, uh, you know, just former players, uh, different reporters trying to say it's not a guarantee he's staying there. That's that's all great. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to the actual offers he gets and what it's going to compare with the Patriots and as we've kind of talked about in some of our uh, post Super Bowl podcasts. Really, is he going to find a place where he thinks he's going to be able to win and a better environment than New England? And that, I, at the end of the day, I believe that's probably what it's going to come down to. Yeah, ten teams expected to have interest in that report. Expect, I mean, probably, as you said, it should be more. I don't know if <laughs> that's just the ones that have preliminarily, you know, told through whatever source, uh, whatever X person that works for X team that they have uh, interest. I mean, it's probably a greater number if you went to each team and <laughs> were able to get a real answer. So yeah, where he ends up, like you said. And who knows? Everyone should be – all these teams like the Raiders, they should be offering these deals. I mean, the Raiders, a team moving into Las Vegas, uh, probably not going to have too much trouble selling tickets there off the bat anyway. But if they have Tom Brady, it's just going to bring it to a whole new level. Uh, The Giants, I I just – I don't really have too much of a response to that other than if they don't (laughs) quickly fix their offensive line. I have a hard time seeing Brady choosing New York, so I I don't really put anything to that. I'm not surprised about the movement on contract uh, talks uh, not really happening with the patch yet because there's just nothing that can really be done at this point. Um, I don't think it's going to really be that big of a difference what they're going to be offering and what Brady's going to be looking for at the end of the day. They they have to they're going to make an offer and at that point it's just going to be Tom looking at everything else and he has the right to do so I mean that's why he organized the the contract as he did a year ago to kind of make sure he wanted to be able to be franchised and so now here he is and uh, just a lot of time a lot of time for us to just fill it up with more and more rumors more noise from players saying he's going to leave or he's going to go here or different things but. Uh, there's a lot, not a lot of facts, not a lot of things that seem to come directly from Tom Brady. It's always like some celebrity. I think what we, we did an article on Ben Affleck's talking about texting <laughs> with Tom Brady. It's just getting to that point. Where uh, everything's just—it's just a lot of noise. It's fun. It's fun for us to follow, but at the end of the day, uh, just remember until you, until you see Schefter say he's seriously considering <laughs> this this offer, or Rappaport saying this team feels confident—you know, really confident after their meeting with them. Whatever that, whatever it may be, uh, take all these rumors with a grain of salt, and um, just remember that if your team uh, doesn't have, like you said, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and they're not going to be one of the teams trying to offer. Uh, Tom Brady contract. Maybe reevaluate your uh, fandom at that point.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: if Tom Brady decides he does not want to play football next season, he has enough money to go out and do whatever he wants to do. And one of the things he should use it on, because we know he's a competitive person, Dylan, and that is Bet Online, because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all things sports, March Madness, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, all right around the corner, uh, and Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and best of all, free to sign up. And when you do sign up, uh, you receive a fifty percent welcome bonus. Then uh, we got the the Wilder Fury rematch going down Saturday night. And uh, I'll tell you, we can't think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with free money. Yes, actual free money. So uh, head on over to betonline.ag, use our promo code BLUEWIRE to uh, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We've signed up, super easy to do. And uh, if you're already into betting, it's a fantastic way uh, to support our podcast. So again, uh, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at Betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Speaking of money, Dylan, it seems like uh, if you believe the rumors for Teddy Bridgewater, he could get a lot of money too. And what do you know? Uh, a quarterback getting paid a lot of money—that uh, is a—that's a great concept in the NFL. And uh, if you look at one of the one of the recent rumors surrounding him, uh, Jeremy Fowler uh, has suggested that he could get you know, a $30 million a year type of deal. And um, I think that's something that, that caught a lot of people's eye because that's a lot of money for starters. And, um, you know, the fact is he was, you know, pretty impressive in in with the Saints when Drew Brees was out. And I think a lot of people are trying to connect the dots with him to the Panthers, saying that they make the most sense mm-hmm. for him. Uh, so that's another one that's going to be pretty fascinating to watch here because in all likelihood, uh, he's going to be starting, for, you know, for someone next season, you would think.
1: Yeah, and, and props to Teddy for, I know, you know, last year he could have gone to the Dolphins. There was a few other teams that had interest, but he bet on himself, just stayed in yep. New Orleans, and he got the opportunity uh, when when Breeze had that thumb injury like we're talking about and just performed quite well. They They. Uh, the saints did not lose a beat we were on our podcast worried about you know we knew how important it was for the saints to have home field advantage and uh we kind of thought at that point you know he, he could probably you know weather the storm but not go undefeated like he did and um uh, yeah i'm ex- uh, just glad- happy for him that, that it paid off taking that deal the short-term deal there in new orleans and now he gets a chance to make yeah up to 30 million according to like mm-hmm. as Fowler reported that's just shows you though. At the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of important positions on the field, but quarterback. If you can get a guy that can actually get the job done, um, I know he's t- Teddy's not all, all these top tier guys we're kind of talking about. But if you have all the other pieces around him, and that's the the final piece is just having a solid quarterback you can rely on. I think yeah, Carolina would be interesting. I don't know uh, if that's. I mean, maybe just a temporary solution until they maybe eventually draft a, a future quarterback if they're going to really move on from Cam. I've I've always thought maybe I'm just, I don't think this is from any reports. I've always thought of Teddy ending up with the bears as a possible place where I could see him fitting in pretty well with what they have. But uh, yeah, just overall at this point, um, not too many rumors connecting him to where, but I uh, just happy to see that the amount of the dollar amount is really going to help Teddy, uh, you know, pay off for all the hard work he's gone from his injury and now um, betting on himself last season, instead of going to a, a team that he knew was not going <laughs> to really be trying to win. <laughs> Although as we've talked about the, Uh, maybe the first or the second official team of this podcast the Miami Dolphins they were a great time and still battled through last season
2: yep uh, he's an easy guy to root for I think anybody would tell you that and um, like you said hopefully he finds the right fit Uh, I'll tell you you mentioned the Bears I don't know. As a Teddy Bridgewater fan, I'm not sure I hope he goes to the Bears uh, because I, I know a lot of people may put that on on Mitchell Trubisky and such, but I think there are still other issues yeah. uh, with that Bears offense they're going to have to address. But we'll see uh, what happens with him. We'll also be looking at some other quarterbacks, which Jameis Winston among that group. Uh, another one that's not a huge surprise in terms of the Bucks being sort of up and down on whether they think – He's their guy moving forward. Uh Peter King has sort of speculated that the Raiders could be someone that pursues Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's an interesting one to me because you know, we, the Derek Carr rumors we've talked about for a while and it's seemingly that you know they they've never really stopped since John Gruden was named as the coach there as to what their quarterback situation is going to look like eventually in the future. Um, and we you know hear all the rumors now that the teams are expected to certainly try to see what they have to give up to maybe trade for Derek Carr. Uh, have those types of scenarios play out. I don't know. like it's I mean, let's say that let's say that the Raiders go from, and we're just playing hypothetical here unless you want to unless you want to put this on Twitter that we are saying this from our sources. We would love that. <laughs> Why don't you just say that the according to the established the Past podcast, um, they are saying that this is going to happen. But in all seriousness, let's say Jameis Winston goes to the Raiders and Derek Carr lands elsewhere. I mean, you know, is that is that like a significant upgrade for the Raiders' offense? That's the question I have. I mean, it's a serious question because you think about it. Like, I don't know. Like, is that really uh, – I just don't know that it is.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean – Jameis has been in one of the best situations a quarterback could ask for with the talent around him, and we've seen the results. I know there's one of my favorite uh, memes from the offseason came from Jameis getting LASIK surgery and him realizing now that each uh, team actually wears a different color jersey, not the same color, so good for (laughs) But uh, overall, you know, Winston is just such a Hey, like you said, I can th- think you summed it up pretty well. He's definitely not an upgrade from Derek Carr. So really, what are the Raiders doing at that point? I can understand why Tampa Bay is unsure about his future. There are so many guys they're going to be on this market, as we've been talking about, that would be you know probably fit better into that offense. And uh, at this point with Jameis, it's not like they've. It's early in his tenure. It's been as uh, what since the 2015 draft on. Uh, here we are in 2020. it he's had plenty of time to prove himself, and it's just. Uh, uh, I think last year's thirty for thirty season with the thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions just sums up exactly what you're going to be getting. And uh, for the Raiders, I don't really see how that makes sense. Trying to think of a fit for Winston, uh, I struggle just because again, there's not <laughs> it a lot is of
2: Winston uh, to the Bears.
1: Let's oh just God. like let's
2: just completely blow it all up and just no, hope for.
1: I mean, for <laughs> I mean uh, no, I I just it's just for me the issue when I when I really try to think about places that could be fits. Who's going to have The the weapons, the Chris Godwins, the Mike Evans, their offensive line really took a big step. I just, I mean, O.J. Howard, they just have so many guys that can get the job done. And uh, the other part about it's just I I can't even think about a, a, a best destination because every team that was looking for a quarterback, I would have Winston behind a number of these guys. Uh, yep. it's just it's a tough situation for him but i'm sure he'll find a home somewhere i'm sure he's gonna it's probably gonna be a shorter term deal kind of a prove-it deal and hopefully for his sake the lasik surgery makes a big difference <laughs> and he has a better year in 2020
2: yeah i mean like you're saying it's just i think it's hard to look around and say okay well he fits there and it's not necessarily the fit it's sort of what we've seen from him, and that's you know not just to completely blast the guy because he's done a lot of positive things, but uh, at the same time, like we said, he's also you know made a lot of mistakes, and and those are things that can you know that probably cost the Bucks a, a lot of games here in recent years, and um, you know other things have as well, but uh, yeah, it's I, I think he's one. You know, there's lots of fascinating pieces to, to this puzzle and, um, you know, how we sort of move forward with him is going to be very interesting because uh, him winding up in a lot of different places could sort of make things very interesting. Well, and then with the Derek Carr thing, you know, if he stays with the Raiders, if he doesn't. Seems like there's a lot of momentum picking up in terms of uh, potentially, you know, being able to to see him in another uniform. And if that happens, uh, is is John Gruden going to be willing to to let Derek Carr go just to sign someone like Jameis Winston? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I think you're probably going to see, you know, more of a, a situation there where. Eh, I don't know, and so uh, that's another one to keep an eye on because this is what we talked about with the domino effect, uh, and that could certainly be one uh, there as well. Um, all right, let's see. Who else do we have to discuss here? Uh, I guess there's not a whole lot on the Philip Rivers front. We've already discussed a lot of it. Um, you know, a lot of people still sort of trying to connect the dots with the Colts, and and that's, again, that's something, too, where you see stuff out there, and it's like, well, according to sources, this or that, well, I think sometimes it's not necessarily just according to sources, just according to what makes sense. Because, I mean, you can <laughs> certainly understand why it would make sense for Phillip Rivers to go to the Colts. Like you can, it's an easy way to connect the dots there. Um, and But whether that happens, like, you know, we don't know. And so I think with someone like him, that's another one where, you know, I mean, imagine, let's say Jameis Winston goes somewhere else. And, you know, you put Phillip Rivers in Tampa or something, Mm -hmm. or, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a great scenario. Like you've got the receivers and that's what I was going to bring up too with Tom Brady. I mean, the chances of him going to the Bucs, I mean, seemingly are very, very low, but if he wants to go somewhere where he has weapons, I mean, you know, Tampa would be right there in that, that category because of Mm -hmm. who they have. On offense, so um, I, I don't know with Philip Rivers. I, I think the Colts makes too much sense, and that's why I almost think that we're just going to get one out of left field. Uh, but if not, <laughs> it, it does seem like the, the Colts are probably the the likely destination if you just connect the dots, and that's without knowing you know what other dominoes could fall before that that deal even happens.
1: I think he's one of the best. Quarterbacks that's going to be available, obviously Teddy or uh, Tom Brady's <laughs> number one and uh, by a, by a, quite a bit of distance. But I think yeah, for Philip Rivers in the right situation, we've seen how productive he can be. And uh, yeah, we recorded on last uh, Monday right after it became uh, officially announced by the Chargers that they would know they'd be parting ways with with Philip. And we we talked then before there were that many rumors out about you know as we kind of worked through the actual football side of it why the Colts made the most sense. And now sure enough, over the last two weeks since we recorded, or week and a half, whatever it is. Uh, everything's kind of pointed that way, and for the same reasons we talked about then, we did mention Tampa Bay is uh, another great fit, as you said, with all the weapons they have with Bruce Arians. I think those are the two situations for him that make the most sense. I think for those teams, he's the guy that um, I don't I haven't seen anything about Tom Brady at Tampa Bay, but who freaking knows at this point. Um, I, I had, There was some Brady-Colt stuff, but again, it's all just – more of people making arguments for why they should do it. I don't know if that would happen, but I think Phillip Rivers in either situation makes sense for both sides. I think both teams have the ability to at least Tampa Bay, their defense really stepped it up in the second half of the year. If they can figure out a way to just not turn the ball over constantly, I I know Phillip Rivers isn't exactly a guy that has excelled at not throwing picks, but I think he'd still fit in well there. And I think the Colts, though, as we keep saying over and over, they're open uh, probably the best fit. We had the uh, one of our articles in Clutch Points recently about their offensive coordinator openly courting Rivers. They have history <laughs> and, and uh, back with the Chargers, so uh, it just seems like it makes too much sense. Which means, as you as you pointed out, <laughs> he's just going to end up with some random team. Phillip Rivers yep. and the Raiders would be my. That's favorite exactly what I was going to say.
2: Yep, <laughs> I was going to say. They're they're going to trade Derek Carr before the draft. Um, you know, we're gonna have Philip Rivers quickly. It's all just gonna go down in like a forty-eight hour span, uh, where you get a trade, and then Philip Rivers is gonna sign with the Raiders, uh, and then we just we have chaos. That's what I want. I just want chaos. I don't I don't want anything that makes sense. Just just give me <laughs> chaos. That's that's all I'm asking for. Uh, because that's, that's what's fun about free agency. But yeah, like you said, it makes a lot of sense, but uh, whether that happens uh, remains to be seen. Uh, and then before we wrap up with Joe Burrow, uh, A.J. Green and Hunter Henry have been at the center of, you guessed it, the New England Patriots. Imagine that, that the Patriots are somehow being rumored to be involved with two very good offensive weapons. There's a shocker, and the first time we've ever seen that uh, in free agency. But uh, Matt Miller is the one that put out a rumor about the the Patriots trying to pursue both, which would obviously be a nice move to be able to convince Tom Brady to come back. Because if they are going to convince Tom Brady to come back, uh, it has to start with getting a better offense. Um, and adding those two guys would certainly be uh, a huge boost. Because Hunter Henry has you know emerged as one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Uh, AJ Green, when healthy, we know how good he could be. Now it goes back to that first part though. Uh, you know how, how, what's he going to look like now when he comes back? Uh, and then Greg Rosenthal sort of commented on that, said that he thinks that the Bengals will probably give Green the tag. And so if that happens, certainly it doesn't, you know, that scenario is not going to play out. We'll see if it does, but I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it's, an, it's another one of those where it just makes sense to connect this to the Patriots and say, if you're going to go out and find <laughs> two weapons that, that you want to try to lure Tom Brady back with, sure. Getting a great tight end in Hunter Henry. <laughs> And getting a you know a, a an accomplished wide receiver in AJ Green absolutely makes sense. But if that's actually happening, I have no clue.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I mean, I think it's uh, you can put the dots together. A uh, good team wants to pursue a good player. Like it, it could you could insert a different name. The Patriots obviously are always going to be the one of the teams you mentioned is one of the best uh, as long as Belichick's there. I think even when, no matter what happens with Brady. So yeah, I understand the thought process and all that, but. Whether it's actually going to happen, I think Rosenthal made a good point about the Bengals. They've d- done a great job of retaining their uh, more talented players. You think of guys that don't gain the same headlines, like Geno Atkins. All these guys have stayed there so long for so many years. And as we as we move into the Joe Burrow conversation, they did have, you know, for a while, a pretty uh, successful model working there. Under Marvin Lewis, at least in terms of regular season success, I don't think it, when you're bringing in a guy like Joe Burrow um, with all the issues on that roster overall, it just it doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't bring back bring back Green. I mean, he has said yep. that he is comfortable playing on the tag, so. I think it's going to end up working out fine that way and uh, they'll force the Patriots to insert a new solid receiver into this uh, little uh, scenario with Hunter Henry but yeah Henry I mean they they really struggled the Patriots at tight end last year so if they if they want to give Henry uh, the kind of deal he's going to you know, get on the open market, then that's great. But the Pats uh, have a history of you – know, they, they will pay guys like Stefan Gilmore. They identified how good he could be and kind of uh, where teams maybe undervalued him a little bit and gave him a better deal. But they really they really try to limit giving deals to guys unless they're really confident in what they're going to be able to produce in the field. Hunter Henry's health obviously has been an issue in the past and what he's able to do overall. But he, he certainly does fill a need for the Patriots, so I can see the thought process at least.
2: I think Hunter Henry is worth the money um for a lot of teams because we mm-hmm. have to remember too, like he's only twenty five, like he's still a young dude. Yeah. And and as we've seen it tied in, like I mean, that position and in, in which we we always focus in on the fantasy aspect of it, but you know, that, that position isn't exactly where you can just go out there and just pick someone up and just be hundred percent sure they're gonna contribute and mm-hmm. you know, be be a reliable piece to your offense. So I think someone like that. I mean, he is – I think he should certainly – and he will. I mean, he'll command a lot of attention without doubt, but – um, i think i think he'd be great with the patriots certainly if tom brady came back for sure i mean that mm-hmm. would be that would fill a huge void there um you know and it's almost like you'd you'd be getting a tight end but it's almost like you'd be adding two two receivers in a sense that you know you'd have someone like him that you feel like you know he could double the production instantly and be someone that you know you can rely on a lot and like you said as long as the injury situation uh, and all that is good but you did mention joe burrow and i'm glad we got here because this may be the most ridiculous one of all. Um, and it's fitting that, that we talk about this one here because um, everyone is talking about Joe Burrow. Everyone is reading into every single syllable that comes out of this guy's mouth uh, about his connection to the Bengals and the things that he said, the things that he hasn't said. Um, you know, did he sort of accentuate a certain word or a vowel? Um, we've, we've heard it all at this point with Joe Burrow and and this is the time of year where this happens because you've got everyone seemingly trying to concoct a scenario, uh, to where Joe Burrow either doesn't play for the Bengals or, (laughs) you know, does ultimately play for my guess and potentially just sits out the entire year, which as you, you've shown on, on some of it, I know you're going to talk about in a second, people advising him uh, you know, to to sit out or uh, be in a scenario where he does what Eli Manning did and sort of force their hand, you know, to play somewhere else. Uh, but I just think this whole thing is so overblown at this point because here's what we know. The Bengals are the number one pick, and they are not going to trade the number one pick. I, I just – I cannot see this playing out. Now, I can't wait to revisit this after the draft, and someone's <laughs> going to pull off – The move of the century, and all of a sudden, you know, the Patriots jump up and and grab Joe Burrow. Uh, But I just – I don't see that scenario playing out. The Bengals have made it clear, at least from what we've seen, and again, it's what you believe, that they have no intention to trade this pick. Joe Burrow is their guy. They are zoning in on Joe Burrow. And to me, I think all the other discussion is simply just noise because I just – I mean, I don't know, like – I, this guy's not going to sit out an entire year if he's drafted by the Bengals. Let's not get silly here. Um, I just, it's not going to happen. And so I just, I don't know. I think this is another one of those just being so overblown at this point uh, to where I don't know what to make of it, but um, I, I just, I don't even know how to respond to some of the stuff that's out there right now.
1: Yeah, and a reminder that Joe Burrow is twenty-three. It's not like Lamar Jackson coming out at twenty. If he had sat out a year, in theory, he's still relatively young. You, start, if your first NFL season comes at twenty-four, it's. I mean, yeah. I know a quarterback is. Uh, you have a lot more uh, years under your belt than most positions, but still, it's another factor I think about. I just overall also, yeah, I think it's just way overblown. There's no, there hasn't been anything. Saying he's uh, definitively against playing for the Bengals. the the big The big quotes are from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, where they talked about him saying it's a long process. They have they have a the Bengals have a process they have to go through. I'm blessed to be in the position I'm in. All this stuff. And he, but he doesn't say anything about specifically being against the Bengals. It's just, it's just more seems like a kind of a theory at this point that people are running with. Yeah, you have, as you said, the Steve Bartkowski talking about how he should pull an Eli Manning, saying that you know he uh, has, wishes he could go back as a former number one pick, and he had so many issues with injuries because of the, the horrible team that he was playing for, and he doesn't want the same fate for Joe Burrow. I mean, this. Uh, it's just uh, there's yes the Bengals have a ton of issues but they have some talented pieces as we've talked about (laughs) at certain skill positions if they really invest in the offensive line as they should and as they have when they had successful years uh with Andy Dalton you go back to Carson Palmer they always had a pretty solid stout offensive line I don't think uh, it's impossible for them with all the cap space they're going to have to really address that and really m- make a concerted effort to protect Burrow. There's other things you can do scheme-wise. Uh, I'm sure Zach Taylor's not going to just let Joe Burrow go back there, and he's not going to be taking five-step drops. Okay, he's, <laughs> like the guy's not going to be getting <laughs> just drilled every play. They're they're going to be cognizant of this. It's going to be a wake-up call for Joe, I'm sure. Going to a team that, uh, you know, after not really losing too many football games in the last calendar year, uh, exactly yeah. zero, he's going to be going to a franchise where I, I don't anticipate the Bengals just instantly becoming a playoff team, but I do anticipate Joe Burrow being a Bengal. I think it's all. Just noise, uh, as you you pointed out before, we recorded. You know, we forget. People talk about the Bengals in this franchise, and they haven't won a, a playoff game in about thirty years now. But they, I mean, they did make the playoffs five straight years, uh, and then six of seven years going back from two thousand nine to twenty fifteen. Uh, you know, Marvin Lewis did a lot with that franchise. We'll see what Zach Taylor can do, but I just, yeah, at this point, it just seems like noise. I I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, my favorite thing was the the anonymous scout telling Albert Breer that (laughs) he thinks that, uh, Justin Herbert's uh, a better prospect than Joe Burrow. And I, I just, I can't help, but thinking in my head like who knows who it is it's an AFC exec who said it so I'm like all right we, we narrowed it down it's got to be someone from the Steelers Ravens or Browns just hoping that the, uh, Joe Burrow is not going to be in Cincinnati for the next 15-20 years <laughs> um, uh, it just would be too perfect to me if that was the case but no I I, I mean, Justin Herbert I we can talk about him more as we get to the draft. I, I think he can still be a solid quarterback um, in the NFL moving forward. But I think Joe Burrow. There, it's pretty clear he's the number one pick, and it's pretty clear to me that um, <laughs> all of this stuff right now is just uh, to fill airtime on some of these talk shows that we see on ESPN and whatever other stations in the morning. Well, here's a fun comparison. Let's take the Patriots'
2: current offense with what they have right now, and let's compare it to the Bengals' offense with Joe Mixon, potentially A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, John Ross. Um, I can tell you which one I'm taking. Like, like, I mean, really, from top to bottom, like, you look at that, and you compare the two. Like, I just think it's a very fascinating thing because – I think as of right now, you would probably look at it and say, man, the, the Bengals seem to be the team that have the most upside in that scenario, uh, especially if they draft Joe Burrow. So uh, I'm not saying they're going to become the next dynasty, but at the same time, if you sort of look at where they're at in the skill positions like we said, yeah. like they're not in a terrible place. I mean, I know they were a bad team this year, but um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I do think it's like you're saying. It, it's There's a lot of people out there creating this type of noise And it's maybe trying to push Joe Burrow away from the Bengals, uh, knowing that if he goes there and knowing that they actually have some pretty good weapons to work with right off the bat, um, it could, I mean, look, we, we know the coaching style there too. Like, I mean, that if they get someone like Burrow under center, like that's going to open that offense up a lot more. And the offense really wasn't the the biggest problem, as we said, I mean, the defense was bad and um, you know, having someone like that under center would change things, but I don't know. I just I think this whole thing's being overblown in terms of the Bengals just being in such a bad spot that they just are going to be the worst team in the NFL for years or something. That's just simply not true.
1: Yeah, just props to whatever teams are trying to do this. Uh, I do think that's probably where the majority of the rumors are coming from. Um, I mean, I can understand the Dolphins being like, look, we're here at number uh, <laughs> number five or six. I forget now off the top of my head, but hoping that somehow one of these guys will drop to them even if they can't get – uh, Burrow with Tua pretty close there as well. So, I mean, yeah, it'd, it'd be great if that would happen, but I just don't think the Bengals, even for all the some of the issues they've had more recently in the draft, uh, I don't think they're going to mess this one up. I don't think there's anything really getting at the point that Joe Burrow's really gonna, uh, doesn't want to play there. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it just seems like a lot of noise. I, I, I get from a the point of view of uh, Bengals fans, you, you're not exactly. Uh, in love with uh, Joe Burrow not just coming out and saying that he would uh, want to play for Cincinnati, something like that, instead of these kind of more uh, cookie-cutter kind of comments about just appreciating the opportunity and whatnot. Um, I understand that from Bengals fans, but I I would advise that it's just uh, a lot of noise at this point until we actually see something uh, like we did leading up to the draft when Eli Manning (laughs) uh, wanted out of uh, San Diego. I I just at this point it's just too far away and yeah like you're saying skill position wise the Bengals have so much talent I just think yeah offensive line and obviously having a a really good quarterback would help quite a bit but their offensive line is the biggest thing they should be addressing and I I would find it hard to believe that they don't work on uh, improving their protection up front if they're going to be adding Burrow to the mix uh, for 2020. Tom Brady
2: to the Bengals. You heard her here first. Oh, uh, boy. Please please credit the established the past podcast uh, as your source uh for that one. Uh, let's just let's bring it full circle. Let's give Tom Brady some weapons and let's take him to the Bengals. Uh there we go. So, uh but no. In all seriousness, uh lots of rumors out there. Uh remember, uh take them for what they're worth and uh, things will change very quickly for a lot of this stuff once one player signs here or there. It's how it always works, but uh, it's always entertaining, and that's why we love it. Uh, But that'll wrap up this episode of the Establish the Past podcast. Uh, As always, Dylan, we have great stuff going on over Clutch Points. Uh, Let everybody know where they can find everything going on.
1: Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com under our NFL section on the site for all of our NFL content. Lots of articles going over free agency destinations for everyone that's out there. Some of the past free agency mistakes and hits that all top franchises have made. So a lot of good stuff we've been putting in the mix there. Covering, obviously, all these news and rumors. Even the Ben Affleck text conversations with uh, Tom Brady. You can find that there. Um, And then, yes, you can download the Clutch Points app to keep up with all of our news as well. We have the podcast is available on the site and on the app. Uh, NBA-wise, if you're an NBA fan, obviously the games will be kicking back up on Thursday after the All-Star break, so we'll have all the game coverage there, all the games you can follow in the app for the NFL next season when that comes back, and been working on updating some of our stuff for the MLB season, which personally very excited for with the Dodgers getting Mookie bets. It's (laughs) going to be a a good time, putting this whole Astros thing behind me. (laughs)
2: Imagine that. A homer take from uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers man himself, Um, and don't worry, folks.
1: Once... I'm currently wearing a mookie LA
2: shirt, by the way. <laughs> I just realized. Uh, well, I think the people on this podcast are excited baseball season starting because that means they only, you know, they have to wait another six months to get your Homer Ram stuff, uh, the yes. Bills. I can't even keep up with how many teams you have at this point. Uh, maybe the Chiefs I mean, at this point. I mean, who knows? They just won a Super Bowl. So uh, we'll see. But yes, uh, be sure to check out all the great stuff over at Clutch Points. Uh, and uh, subscribe to the podcast. And as always, think we thank the fine folks over at Blue Wire for all they do uh, for the show. Uh, lots of great stuff going on. And uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe. Check everything out. And we will talk to you guys next time here on the Established the Past podcast.